Welcome back to Rome Boys. On this episode, we got Chris Bartlett in the house. The man, the myth, the legend. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Bienvenidos. Thank you. I'm yeah. glad to be here. Cool. Hola. So, we uh, like to be bilingual even though we can't speak it. So, yeah. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. Or I true. can't. You're pretty good. Uh, sometimes. Yeah. Only on Mondays. Uh, on Monday. So just happens to be Monday. Yep. Chris, you drove a long way. Thanks for being here, brother. I appreciate it. Yeah. Glad to be here. He's taking Tony's spot today, so I'm between Chris and Chris. Yeah, and Tony is also a Broncos fan, so I'm glad to be representing the beautiful state of Colorado. There you go. Yep, born and raised. I can't born and raised in Colorado. Okay, yep, cool. Yep. He brought that up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's I'm okay. better than you guys. Yeah, I think that's what I was go. trying to say. Yeah, okay. Just, Tony yeah. says that too, I'm sure. So. Yeah, 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 the yeah. point. Yeah. yeah. Well, Dallas hasn't been doing all that great these last few in yeah decade. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Uh, so, yeah. So, Chris Bartlett. Uh, Introduce you got, yourself. Got a bunch of kids. Yeah, uh, I've got six kids. I uh, live just north of uh, just north of Austin in Round Rock. Um, six kids. Oldest is uh, Philomena, Francesca, Faustina, Joseph, Benedict, Stella. The idea is if they ever want to leave the church, the church will never leave them because of their names. <laughs> yeah. It's a boomerang. Your name is a boomerang. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, not, not that we intend that. We're raising saints. We're raising uh, kids that are on mission. Um, so that's it's, it's not like a a boring Catholicism that they live. So sure. they, they won't ever leave, but, uh, or I won't mm. let them down. Nice. Um, <laughs> but, um, long story short, my beautiful wife, Kendra and I have been, uh, do, doing that for that's 16 years, almost 18 years, depending on, I don't know when you start. We're like, hey, we've been together for right. 16 right. years of marriage, but 18 years of like parenting. making eyes at each other. <laughs> no. Yeah. Not 18 years of parenting. No, not parenting. Yeah. Okay. No, yeah. No, yeah. No, there's, no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. There's a couple of Sorry. steps there. Um, but nevertheless, uh, yeah, I'm the vice president of Ablaze Ministries. So we're an organization that sends uh, missionaries into parishes to do mission to youth. And so there's this, there's this idea of youth ministry, and youth ministry a lot of times is built around programming to young people. Mm. And, uh, and we want to prioritize community over content, and we also want to have a vision to where it's not just programming, but it's mission, that we do outreach. We, we reach out to the least and the lonely. Um, and so we try and just kind of transform the church through mission to youth. The idea is to transform the mentality that I'm not just responsible for the teens coming into my parish, the young people coming into my parish. Mm. I'm actually responsible for all the teens in my parish, parish being a, a boundary, a piece of land. Oh, yeah. And so every teen in your parish boundary right. is in that part, community. Is yeah. part of your mission. Yeah. And yeah. so when we're talking youth ministry... Not just ministry, the ones we see on Sunday. Right, yeah. and if we're talking youth ministry and we're just reaching the ones that are coming or that are registered or, or that have signed up, then we're missing a huge demographic. And, you know, uh, Pope Paul VI said, the church exists to evangelize. Evangelize, yeah. Yeah, and so if we live to do that, it'll transform the church. It, man, so much of a need. And what a simple way to look at it. Sure. As opposed to... Uh, I guess, you know, the old adage is, uh, I'm preaching to the choir here, right? Right. You, you don't want to continue to just preach to the choir. Right. Well, and the fruits of it, I mean, when those who are raised in the Catholic faith, and this comes from uh, Forming Intentional Disciples. You guys have read that book. Yeah. But, uh, like... <laughs> it's on my list. Chris, Chris has read that book. <laughs> yeah. um, it's like 80% of those that are raised in a Catholic home 
and nominal yeah. Catholic home, whatever Catholic home, um, leave the church by age 23. What? 80%. 80%. And it says, uh, for lifelong practice as an adult, the best way for someone raised Catholic to be practicing their faith as an adult mm. would be for them to leave the Catholic faith and become Protestant along the way. Mm. In other words, of those who have left the faith, right. you know, like 40% of them end up going to uh, Christian churches, Protestant churches, sure. and practicing. And that's a greater percentage than those who remain Catholic. And so we have to start hmm. looking at the different things. And yes, families are a huge part of it. Domestic churches, that's why the devil is attacking yeah, in right. so many different ways, yeah. all the way down to Bud Light cans and stuff like that. <laughs> like there's yeah. an attack on the families, you know what right. I mean? Yeah, it's true. Um, but uh, but it, it's not just the domestic church. It's about the other uh, opportunities that partner with parents, and youth ministry is one of those. And so how do we get that sense of mission Right, the difference. Hand out, hand out tacos on Tuesday. Taco Tuesday, and and, and we do. We're handing out tacos <laughs> on Tuesday to, to a bunch of a bunch of kids that need Jesus. They also need someone just to listen to them. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? And and someone to hear their story about their parole officer. No joke. Right. You know what I mean? Like the yeah. one of the, one of the first about, yeah. one of the first kids we handed tacos out to. The mom was like, "Hey, can you uh, can you drop my kid off at Dollar General? We want to we want to see meet him up there or whatever." So we did. And then she gets to Dollar General and was like, hey, I meant this Dollar General. And we're like, we did do that Dollar General. <laughs> right. You're, two yeah. days. The kid ran away for two days oh. using the ministry <laughs> as a, an escape oh. vehicle. But because we had built relationship with the mom and she knew, she's like, no, yeah. this kid, it's he's, he's on a journey. We're still in relationship with that kid. Wow. You know? Yeah. So is yeah. his parole officer. So is his mom. It takes a team. Sure. You know, but there's, there's something profound about um, going to the fringe um, and finding Christ there. Hmm. Because that kid also showed us Jesus, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and we don't have time to get into all of it. But when you go and you live life boldly, like the apostles, like the Pentecost just happened, you're mm-hmm. going to start to see Christ in a new way because you're going to be Christ in a new way. And that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And who doesn't love a taco? I mean, really. <laughs> right. I mean, free tacos. It's, yeah. It's, you can't get beat that. That's yeah. a great idea. Yeah. But it, it, it puts you in the street where the people are, right? Like, you're, yeah. you're there. Uh, where the people are. Right. And I, that goes to the point of instead of just catechizing those who are in the church, you're reaching out and yeah. being what the church was intended to be. Yeah, you look at uh, Vatican City and you've got those those two arms that yeah. make up St. Peter's Square. Uh-huh. And, and, and it's arms. It's yeah. not like elbows. Like it's it's, right. it's like yeah. people welcoming, like a hug, welcoming in, in, into the church. Come on in, and no. uh, and, and I mean, we just celebrated some of that with Easter and everyone coming into the church at that time. Um, but there is the the fruits of traditional ministry um, should be called into question, and uh, and that's why when we partner with parishes with parish contracts and different things like that, we ask them to make the line item mission to youth as opposed to youth ministry or high school formation or. Youth, uh, you know, high school religious education. Oh, you mean yeah. like in the financial budget? In the budget right. line, yeah. We yeah. want them to change it. We want to the change. language matters. Language matters, and so um, then when they go to cut things, and they're like, "Oh, we need to reduce our expense on this and expense on this." It's easy to say, "Let's just cut the the religious education budget." Yeah, mm-hmm. but right. When they say, "Let's cut the mission to high school youth," I don't think so. Oh, all of a sudden we're like mission. We're investing. It changes the mentality with some yeah. of the language and things like that. So, I mean, that that when we talk about transforming the church through mission and youth, we're talking about every single element. But then the church itself is transformed. And right. it's actually a question I want to ask you guys. So yeah. I, got, I got something to throw back at you all guys. All right, we're prepared. Um, but uh, I think. 
Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, know about but, this. <laughs> but but all of a sudden, when when young people start coming to the church, mm-hmm. then all people know that they're welcome at the church. The church uh, feels alive. We we said it before. Our church is either crying or, or it's dying. dying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but but the same is true when someone that looks like they don't belong starts to show up, and young people typically look and smell. You gotta take a shower, little man. You are right. Like they don't belong, right? <laughs> um, but when they start feeling welcome there, then you're like, everyone's welcome there. Mm. My cousin hasn't been to church in forever because of this, this, and this. But I'm seeing these kids here, so I know that he is welcome or she is right. welcome. And yeah. so the church starts transforming that way. So, um, are you guys ready for me to flip the flip the script and put it's, you guys on the spot? It's interesting because I'm curious where you're going because at one of our talks we we actually had a conversation maybe on this set about who are we inviting and who would we feel comfortable inviting into our parish. So I'm, right. I'm curious about your question. So you guys have okay. heard the whole uh, behave, believe, belong, those, those, those three things. So uh, traditionally, yeah. sure. if, uh, if someone wants to come to, to become Catholic, mm-hmm. they have to be- behave like we do. Right. Oh yes. Mm, so right. stance okay. at kneel, all the different kind of sure. right. secret, secret secret signals or whatever, <laughs> and then they start to believe like we do because now they're coming and they're going to believe in, in the Eucharist and different things like that. And only then, once they jump through those two hoops, do they belong. Mm-hmm. Right. But then we look at what the model Jesus showed us. Yeah. He loved them first, and so belong comes first, and then they have an encounter with Christ, believe, mm-hmm. and only after then does he say, "Go forth and sin no more." Behave. So behavior is actually the last thing that changes, right. right? Belonging is the first thing. So we got some of these Taco Tuesday kids, right? Yeah. And uh, Father Will Rooney, you remember yeah, Will Rooney? Oh, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. in our in our wedding. Oh yeah, great. Yeah. Okay, so Father Will Rooney Served. is like, bring some of those kids to my parish for for Ash Wednesday. So we had one of our missionaries get a couple of Taco Tuesday kids, uh, and we sat with them and we talked with them. Okay, this is what's going to happen. Stand, sit, kneel, just to give them a heads up so they didn't feel uncomfortable. Sure. Again, so they felt welcomed and they felt comfortable. They're seventh graders. They made fart noises throughout the entire <laughs> liturgy. Our missionary was sitting in between them, and they were still like, and you know, the old ladies yeah. coming for ashes are, uh, are kind of like uncomfortable by it. Yeah. But it really called into question: Do we actually say? I know we say everyone's welcome here, right? But what if this isn't a a, 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 a two month old crying? Everyone's like, "That's fine. Two yeah. months old can cry. Colicky babies, welcome. Can bring it on. Yeah, sure. It's the future of the church. That's what Joy's here. But when it's a, when it's a thirteen year old who has a parole officer um, that's making fart noises during Father Will's homily, and Father Will's a pretty good homilist, you know yeah, what I mean? Smart yeah. dude. Um, yeah. How do we feel then? So, so what what would you do in that situation? Or better question is, from the churches that you've been to. What would the typical response be if there's a couple of teens in there making mm. fart noises? Like, what, so, what's that look like? That's a great question. That is a great question. Uh, I'm just thinking of the well, let, little old ladies that are just staring them down. Like, yeah, well, it's, it is here? one of the questions that we asked in relation to it. I'm not dodging the question. Uh, that's ex- that's exactly who we need to uh, who we need to right. bring into the church because of the model you just laid out. You're exactly right. Are we actually who we say we are? Right. Why are we mad at the world if we're not doing what we say we are, uh, and yet we shun them because, I mean, even um, my mom watches the show, I'll even say it, like my mom has said, like, why am I going to go there when everyone is judging me and, and they're just hypocritical of me? Yeah. Right. Uh, so <clears throat> one of the questions, and I don't know if we were in Abilene uh, giving a talk or if it was on the set, but, you know... We, with all of the homosexuality and the the gender conversations and all this, uh, people who have different color hair and it's shaved and, and piercings and, and 
Uh, I was middling. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. So. Well, they're after attention. That's what they yeah, want. Yeah, they, they want, they desire love just like us, right, right? right? So, but it's as if they want to put up a front to dare you to talk to them about Jesus. That's really what it is because they need love, but they're just daring you. And it's <clears throat> like, will you, uh, I'm, I'm here. You see me. I'm doing all these things so that you see me, but you won't even talk to me. Right. You don't even care who I really am. Right. Uh, <clears throat> and so. Yeah, that's absolutely who we need to invite. Why would we not? To show them, actually, that we're not such bad people. <laughs> well, and, and, and the question is, is are they an object of our ministry? Oh, or yeah. Or are they a mirror for us? Mm. Like, those mm-hmm. two boys showed us who we really were in church that day. Right. Like, do we have... Uh, we know that we're capable, mm-hmm. right. but do we have the skills to actually love people that come that don't look like the people to my left and to my right? Yeah. I mean... yeah. Especially some of these smaller town parishes, oh, yeah. sit in a different spot, someone else's spot. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Oh, you might get, oh, you might get shot. <laughs> yes. or, or, or invited to breakfast afterwards. Oh, yeah. Like, those right. are the two realities. Hey, we normally sit there. We've never noticed you guys before. We, we, it's just five pews back, you know. Trust uh, me. My yeah. two-year-old, you've, you've noticed her before. You know what yeah, I mean? <laughs> for um, sure. But yeah. uh, but but that but that's the reality, and so we're capable of it, mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. we're called to it. Uh, but those boys showed us that as a church, we need to up our game a little bit in regards to hospitality, welcoming, belonging. And sure, yeah. maybe there's another step between them getting a handful of tacos and them going and sitting through a mass. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, and, yes. and there, there's something that we can learn about that as well. But even if there's not, we skip a step. We should be celebrating that. Someone with different sure. colored hair or with different struggles and things like that. Mm-hmm. And even there should be room in the church for people that judge others. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's yeah. God's church, not ours, yeah. to discern who goes there. Yeah. Everybody uh, goes there. Yeah, so all of all different backgrounds, styles, uh, classes. You know, Deacon yeah. Allen's homily was great on uh, Divine Mercy Sunday mm-hmm. right after Easter, right? One week after yeah. Easter is Divine Mercy. Yeah. And he said, you know, maybe Thomas, read the scripture again. Go back and read the reading. Thomas was doubtful, but he didn't doubt his Lord. He didn't doubt God. He actually said to his friends, his disciples, uh, mm, wait a second. I don't know if I, if I believe what you're telling me right, right now. I need to stick my hand in this side. But if they had the face of belief and just astonishment, like, he is risen, he's here, I promise yeah. you, then he might have been a little more convinced. Were the others beyond reproach. Yeah. Right? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So I think about Thomas in heaven, right? And everyone's sure. like, hey, they get to heaven, they're like, hey, yeah, I'm Thomas. You're doubting Thomas? Awful. And he's like, oh, hold on. Come on, guys. Remember <laughs> yeah. that fish recipe I had? Why not good fish recipe, Thomas? Can that be me? You know, yeah. I just can't imagine. Uh, but we do that yeah. to ourselves as well. We, we define ourselves by our, far, our, our faults. You said farts. I did say farts. <laughs> I our have a kid that's defined by And that. our failings. Yeah. Um, and then JP2 talks about how we, we're not defined by that. We're defined by the the Father's love for us. Yes. And uh, I think about, Thomas knows that now more than anyone. Um, But shame on us, even as a church, for labeling someone by their failing and then telling people, that's not what Jesus wants you to do or whatever. But that's a tangent. I'd rather not know my nickname right now. (laughs) (laughs) From your guardian angel? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, would he like to tell me? Yeah. (laughs) What were you thinking? So uh, the, the ministry for Ablaze, the the missionaries, Yes. They come from all over? Yeah, yeah. So uh, 
quite a few of them in our origin story came from Texas A and M because we were we're based out of Bryan, Texas, yeah, which yeah. is right near College Station, which is where Texas A and M is. You know, and yeah. I forget who said it, but if you want your kids to be Catholic, don't send them to Notre Dame; send them to Texas A and M. Yes, you know what I mean? yes. I forget that. who said yeah. that, but there was someone with a Roman collar that once said that. Um, <laughs> the student, the student uh, campus ministry center there is amazing, and so yeah. we've had a number of missionaries come from there. But yeah, we, we get them from all over, but not as much as we used to. Right, yeah. and so pray for missionaries, um, mm. uh, not just for a blaze, but in the church as a whole. Yeah, um, I mean, just if I can give some commentary. Yeah. Um, during COVID, everything shut down. It oh. was it was scary. Yep. Um, a sure. lot of a lot was unknown, um, but unfortunately, uh, many churches and many dioceses followed suit, mm-hmm. and that's like if a building was on fire, and we as Catholics said, "Let's step back <laughs> and give it two weeks to see what happens." But that's not what Mother Teresa would have done. Right. No. She would have ran that, into the that, burning that, building. I, I don't believe that that's what the missionary heart of the church would have done. Yeah. It would have ran into that building at risk mm-hmm. of our own because there's something that's worse than death, and that's so, damnation, right? And right. so it's like – so that, that season lingers now to where the missionary spirit of the church in the United States needs needs a Pentecost, needs a revival, needs awakening. But um, it's so, also, though, revealed to who needed to be evangelized. I mean, once everybody went home, okay, you're allowed to go home now. When you're allowed to come back, the ones that didn't come back are the ones that really didn't have that relationship to begin with. It's like, oh, it's so much easier just to do it at home. Right. You know, so those are the ones that we really need to be missionaries to are right. the ones that haven't come back yet. Bring them back. You know, well, right. And, aside and, from the kids, you know. The, and and the, the, and the best thing is, is God putting people in their neighborhood that are Catholic. Right. Yeah. Right? So how are we doing it at reaching out to our neighbors? Because mm-hmm. that's the domestic church in, in full effect. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. absolutely right. In these rural areas where, you know, your neighbor is two, three miles away, you know, it's a little more difficult. But <laughs> oh, Come on. I was driving here, and, and Chris was pointing out, that's this person's land, and that's this person's <laughs> yeah, land. Yeah. Everyone knows everyone's name. On my street, you know about four houses on either side of you and sure. four houses across. Yeah. And, that, and, that, and, and then the guy who always walks his dog at 7 p.m., and that's it. That's it. Well, back in the day, you know, you used to be able to drive around this country, and you could see an old homestead on about every 200 to 250 acres. Yeah. That was somebody's family. That was the homeland. Everybody lived off of that. They lived, they farmed. That's how they raised their family. Now it's those shacks are falling down, they're gone, and now people are trying to survive on thousands of acres. And anyway, so those little homes are gone. Those families have moved off. Yeah. And so – yeah, not there's a lot of times I'm driving around this country and I'm sitting who used to be you could see the pickup coming on well, so and so. Yeah. Yeah. And here comes Bill. You know, now it's like who in the world was that? You yeah. know. Yeah. It's getting crazy. Uh, I think we're uh off subject. Sorry. No, what? No, no, no. I, I was going to say, I think we're starting to sound old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I think every generation probably said, ah, oh, the world is changing you around. You used to know right? those whippersnappers, and now <laughs> they're right. just all of us with their beep bops and their headphones. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, Precisely. yeah, yeah. Precisely. I had a, kid, a young guy, he's, less, he's just turned 20, moved in to the house right across the road from us. So he's my new neighbor, and I was sitting there going, Dad, come in. We got a young kid moved in. He's going to be throwing parties, <laughs> driving fast down the road. He called me the other day. He was sitting there going, man, people drive down this road too fast. And I was sitting there going, ah, we're who's the get- old guy? <laughs> yes. We're going to get along just fine. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. I was like, oh, I like you. <laughs> so, uh, And then you have a podcast. Yeah. You mind sharing you. that with us? Yeah, sure. So uh, Matt Rice, the president of Ablaze Ministries, and I. Um, Beautiful beard. 
Yeah, luscious. He does um, have a nice beard. Yeah. So one of the things we recognize, so we, we do, one of our apostolates is Ablaze Families. And so we believe that the best youth ministers, the best people to minister to young people are their parents. Yeah, they have, they have the most influence, the most time with them um, and uh, to the domestic church. So how do we partner with parents? How do we support that? And we started looking around and thinking, like, what's, what's the best way to elevate fatherhood? What mm-hmm. a challenge that you guys are facing. Mm-hmm. Right. But there's not a lot of stuff out there in regards to fatherhood, much less Catholic yeah. parenthood. You can go and you can buy sure. books from here to the ceiling. Symmetrical book stacking, just like the Philadelphia Man's Turbulence of 1947. You're right, No. Human being would stack books like this. And this is a really, I mean, this is like a five-story building right here that we're in. Um, Absolutely. From, from here to the ceiling, yep. like five times over on, on uh, you know, how to run a parish program, oh, what to yeah. do for high school RE, what to do for middle school RE, like those type of things. Uh, curriculum upon Very curriculum. Very mechanical. But you couldn't go two feet high if you stacked up all the books that are written on how to be a Catholic parent. Hmm. All of them. You couldn't stack them up up to your hip. You know what I mean? Um, oh, yeah. And so, and so there's not a lot of resources in that area, but that's the most important role that a parent has is to get their children to heaven. Yeah. And so what can we do in fatherhood? Even, even less, you know? And so sure. we created the Catholic Dad Show. Talk about navigating some of the different challenges. And, and, and we believe that Catholic fatherhood can and is changing the world. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. To be fully alive as a Catholic fatherhood is to create legacy. And I think at the end of the day, people build wealth, they seek fame, but at the end of it, when they're when they're on breathing tubes and different things like that, they're thinking legacy. Mm-hmm, yeah. And our greatest legacy is not going to be the buildings that we leave or the businesses we leave or the podcast episodes we leave. It's going to be our children and our grandchildren. Right. Yeah. And so how do we help dads build that Catholic legacy? Right. That's Absolutely. a Catholic dad show. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Cool. Uh, you're so good at just giving, the, giving it. Right, the elevator. Yeah. speech. She's got it down. Yeah. Today there was uh, <laughs> two folks that I were sitting. I was sitting with at lunch, and uh, and and you know, I heard it a different way. The wife was like, "Come on, number five. We need number five. And he and he said, "The husband was like, I don't know, I don't know. And, Come on, number five. And I just thought, yes, this is awesome. I love this conversation. Like, Can I mediate this conversation? Right. Yes, number five. Dude, what are you thinking? <laughs> like, yes, number five. Anyways, so they have boys and they're just nuts, you know. And I'm like, I got six girls. Yeah, I, I, just it gets easier. Trust me, it just gets easier. <laughs> not, not for the one with six girls. It does get easier for the one with six boys. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Boys are hard in the beginning. You got to replace a few window uh, panes. Yes. yes. Um, yeah. Broken bones. But or, girls yeah. at about age thirteen. They start having these emotions that they don't understand, and they look to you, <laughs> and they get angry that you don't understand them. <laughs> yeah. I'm just real. Like, I just get right to the point on stuff. Yeah. Just say it like it is. And Joan's like, oh, Dad. Oh, my goodness. So <laughs> she knows she knows uh, that she's going to yeah. get, get it straight for me. Good. So. Praise God. Yes. Uh, well, this has been great. But I just want to kind of end by saying that uh, – <clears throat> so, you know, I w- – Kind of thought we'd start this way, but um, you jumped right in, and we invited you to do that. So sure. thank you. Yeah. But uh, it's been awesome being your friend, and for some of you, I've told my story a little bit, so a little snippet of it that is just awesome. And the reason, one of the reasons that's led us to be here is, you know, a lot of people from College Station have done a lot of great things. Like I could name, like talk about Will Rooney, who's now Father Will Rooney. Yep. And he served in as an altar server in our wedding, Melissa and I's wedding. Yep. And. Uh, 
And then I just look at, I don't know where Harvey is, though. Uh, I, I still talk to him about once every three months or so. Awesome. That's yeah, great. He's got I, a good job. He's done Oh, good. that's yeah, great. Yeah. But just everybody, like Father Jared Cook was on core team. Father Tom Reitmeyer on core team. Yep. You, Father Chris Smith was another Father, teen in the youth yes. program. And yeah, yeah. Yes. And then you look at the... Um, um, the cuts modes and all of the all the people just such greatness in Catholicism. Forty days for life started there. I mean, yes. there's so many things coming out of Aggieland. It's yeah. it's absolutely unbelievable. God is alive and yes. sending missionaries forth in a lot of different ways. Yeah. I feel like I'm one of them. Absolutely, you know, coming out of College Station, actually uh, being converted to Catholicism, living in College Station. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm another example. I would say of what the Catholic Church is doing there, and so and you're a big part of that. And I actually got to join core team. And uh, you trusted my faith before I was Catholic yep. uh, and and got to be a part of core team and learn and just be around it. Of course, I was reading Thomas Aquinas. I was going to St. Thomas Aquinas Parish. You know, I lived with someone who's now a canon lawyer, you know. And you were coming and processing at the last 30 minutes of your work day. Yes. In the youth <laughs> office being like this idea and this idea and this yes. idea. It was awesome. It was it great. Was great yeah. time in life, yeah. right? yeah. Uh, sharing, you know, everything from finances to friendships. Uh, it was it was great to faith. Yeah. And Adam Cole, uh, who was there, faith formation, who went into long term care that I'm in now. And so yeah. there's just so many connections. I could go on and on. But it, anyways, you're a big part of my my conversion to Catholicism. So thank you for being open because I wasn't Catholic and you invited me in. Yeah. So the mission that you are on now is the mission that I feel like that you started with when I was, you know, around you at that time. So thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Praise God. The mission doesn't change. It just deepens. And that's a beautiful, uh, that's a beautiful adventure. So yeah. yeah, let's all storm heaven together with truckloads of people behind us. Amen. Yeah, Amen. Let's do Amen. It. Amen. So where can more people find, where can people find more about blaze? A, a blaze. And yeah, yeah, great. Our website's a blaze.us um, uh, that we, we actually are coming up with a uh, dot us. Dot us, ablaze us, set us on fire. <laughs> yeah. um, Ablaze.us. One thing we're doing uh, is, you know, while we're praying for missionaries and we have a number of parishes that are interested in having missionaries come, we're also doing a thing where we partner with, with parishes called Ablaze Connect. Um, and that, that's yeah. that's pretty new uh, where we journey with people. We call it um, accompaniment coaching. So we, we just don't coach and give you materials, but we also journey with you to help you be successful. So if you're a volunteer-led nice. program or you're in your first year of ministry at your parish, or if your parish doesn't have anything for youth ministry, yeah. connect us. Reach out to us. My email is chris at ablaze.us, and, uh, and then we can dream big dreams together for what God wants to do for young people and transforming the church. That's exciting. awesome, Chris. Thanks and for And then also yeah. the Catholic Dad Show. Catholic Dad Show is based off of YouTube, but you can find it on all the uh, podcast platforms as well. Um, Catholic Dad Show. But YouTube is where you get to see this, and Matt's amazing beard. <laughs> it really is a cool <laughs> it beard. Is, it is. It yep. really is. Yep. I mean, so just go check it out for the beard. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just for the yeah. beard. I'm here for the beard. <laughs> I'm here for the beard. On here that note. for the beard. Okay. <laughs> so, in the meantime. Be bold. Be real. What should we say next? Oh, what should you say next? Be Catholic. God bless. God bless. <laughs> <laughs>